Hi, I'm Chris Roberts, and this is Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. And we are back with yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am one of the two hosts here, Grockies, joined as always by Dublar Thackeray. Dublar, how are you, sir? I'm not too bad, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful, 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 wonderful. Awesome, awesome. And how are all the lovely and wonderful cuddle stumps out there? How are you? Let me, let's hear. Okay. I, I, I heard all your voices. That's probably a very, very bad sign. And I think I need to go to the doctor. I'm always hearing voices. I think, I think that's a sign of being a good streamer and a good podcaster. Well, true. And, but you do talk to me a lot and I am a big fan of uh, giving you good oral pleasures. Um, so, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, a lot has happened. Uh, lots of people saying that they're well and telling us what they're up to in chat. That's awesome source. Uh, before we go any further, uh, let's sync up uh, on the count of three. One, two, three. Polaris, whoa, can't touch this, whoa. Okay, that was probably so. the best sync we have ever done. <laughs> we'll see how it comes out in post. Um, so, so, sir, uh, how have you been? Uh, you've been away these last couple of weeks, and I really want to kind of get into the meat of that for this entirety because it's all really citizen con based and a few other things. But yes. how how are you, and what's been happening? I am I am just so I'm drained. I'm exhausted, but I'm also reinvigorated. My batteries are recharged, and I'm now beyond 100% certain that streaming and entertaining is what I want to do with my life. Fantastic. I have never been this certain about something ever. Wow. So it is, it's like, I am meant to do this. I am meant to broadcast. I am meant to entertain. I am meant to stream. I am meant to do voices. Uh, so yeah, the, the, where I was that had me gone for a while. I went to first TwitchCon in San Diego, yep. California, which was an amazing experience. I got to see all of the wonderful BNG people there. There was a large oh, amount of us that were there. Several so of us in the nice. house. Yeah. So we had that. Uh, I also got to see a lot of the broadcasters that I thoroughly enjoy. And I've met before at the last TwitchCon and see them again uh like Ashley six six four four four. Uh Smashley as everyone calls her. Who's now a member of uh Bad News Gaming. Yes, she has joined uh I'm not sure if she's maining it, but she is a part of Bad News Gaming now. So mm -hmm. I got to see her there. I got to see Loco again. I got to see Burke Black and Satellizer and so on and so on and so on. Uh, met people I've watched before and haven't gotten to actually meet in person yet, like Elspeth, mm. who's a mm -hmm. voice actor herself and did a voice acting panel. So I got a picture with her and then actually met up with her at an after party thing 
So I got to chat cool. with her for a while, which was super awesome. Um, great panels, great fun. <laughs> Tournament didn't go as well at, as I'd hoped. Yeah, well, we're looking looking at you right now, I'm seeing you in your eyes and your face. You're literally trying to sift through the absolute mass of everything. And names that I'm like, and names, names. Yeah, I'm so bad with them. Who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? So yeah, um, there's there's so much there. So uh, uh, Gotus goes. Who else did you get to meet, Grackies? I will I, mention one name. I think I'm forgetting someone now, in there. Yeah. Now I'll set this up. Okay. So um, we. All, I always assume a background of obviousness, which is that when we talk about stuff, sometimes it's not immediately obvious what that everything is. So TwitchCon is the big Twitch gather. It's been going a couple of years now. It's 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 actually quite a fresh thing. This is year two. Yes, it's it's pretty yeah. pretty new. Yeah. Um. So there's a couple of high points that I kind of view from it. So it's an awfully good kind of uh, engagement networking event, but it's really um, putting your head in the water and uh, coming up refreshed, going, "This is why we're here, and this is why we do this." Mm-hmm. Um. So it's a great reinvigorator. Uh, but you do get to meet certain people. Now, you do Bad Rolls. Bad Rolls is uh, D&D, uh, your world uh, game, every Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yes. I've got a smile out of him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there are uh, giants in this field. There and are. And you got, you got to meet... Uh, 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 what was the name of the guy? Oh, I can't remember. Matt Mercer. I met Matt Mercer. I met Matt Mercer. Go. I got to meet Matt Mercer. I can't stop saying that go. and smiling when I say that. I met Matt Mercer! So, um, as you can tell, Gracky's feelings towards Matt are entirely professional. He's my DM spirit animal. Oh, he is fucking awesome. He, he is. He rocks the house. Um... Uh, Matt Mercer is, uh, if you've ever got, had a love of uh, strangely shaped objects that you could easily lose in, in, in anywhere in the house once you roll them across a table, um, uh, you have to watch both Bad Rolls and Critical Role, um, uh, where Matt Mercer does a, a DM, uh, uh, DMs a game with uh, several uh, uh, you know, fairly acceptable players. Um, all of them and, voice actors yes <laughs> um, and they and they're just having a rare oops we just hit the phone mic uh, they're just having a rare old time and it's 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 addictive watching and um, yeah I think it's safe to say that you're quite happy that you got to say hi yes very much so I it was a chance meeting as well he just happened to be walking by the theater I, I noticed he'd tweeted out, and I honestly expected a much longer line, but at TwitchCon, I didn't know how many critters were had yeah. access to it. However, it was still a pretty packed house, and people lined up pretty quick. Um, and I wanted a good spot because I wanted to be able to ask a question at the panel. So I was sitting out in front. Uh, Gatos was there, as well as a couple of others. Um I'm bad with names, mm-hmm. so I can't remember, but one of them happened to also be a fan of mine. That happened. A lurker fan. They wanted a picture with me. That was uh, new. I, I haven't gotten that before. That was kind of we, awesome. We have to compare. It's very weird when it happens, isn't it? It's awesome. It's wonderful and touching and awesome, but it's also like, dude, we're just... I'm just people. Uh, we, I'm like, We have microphones and cameras, and that's yeah, about it. I'm just me. 
But um, yeah, it, it it it's humbling, to say the least. But mm. yeah, we're sitting on the bench and we're all kind of chatting in a group sitting outside the theater. And I look up and out of the corner of my eye, it's just like, wait a second. I turn my head and there he is just walking past. I squeak his name out because I'm barely able to say it. <laughs> he turns and looks and he just sort of has a moment of, uh, y- yes. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I let him know I'm like a uh, big fan of his work. And I, seeing him, I just wanted to stop him and say thank you and shake his hand. And he's, we got pictures with him. And he also was like, well, I'm I'm up here walking around early because I'm looking for the theater so I know where it is where I'm doing my panel and I just kind of pointed. It's like, it, it's there. That's why we're sitting here. So it was one of those chance meetings, got to get the picture and then Bless. he wandered off for food because he hadn't eaten all day and was driving to yeah, San Diego. that's bad. That was a nice picture, by the way. Um, uh, so bef- I want to, obviously we want to talk about Citizen Con. We want to talk about all things Star Citizen. Anything else from TwitchCon that uh, you want to um, share or talk about? The whole experience for me was was wonderful. Um, for me. I, it, painful on the feet, but spending all that time with the, the Bad News crew was absolutely awesome. Um, it, there there yeah. was so much great stuff going on there. BNG is very much like family. We we argue, um, we bicker, but we're, we're family. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so actually, uh, talking about family, I'm currently watching this. I missed it on the live streams because you did do some streaming uh, as BNG while you were at TwitchCon. Yes, we did. Uh, I'm currently nerding out on Captain Flint on his YouTube channel uh, because you played uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, that wasn't uh, the actually the game. first live stream we did from the house was it either. Not? No, the first one was we did a little bit of... Some multiplayer games like Speedrunners and tried to get Gang Beasts to work. It just wouldn't work. Yeah. But So Stoutman's in chat and he was playing as well. Yes, Stoutman was there. Yes. So big hi to Stoutman. Hello, Stoutman. Um, I'm, I'm only part way through, so no spoilers. I'm not spoiling but anything. Oh my, oh my God, it's so nerdy and it's so good to see the entire gang kind of playing together. But yeah, we the first one was the the little games. Plus, we did a cooking stream where it was oh, right. keep talking and nobody gets food poisoning. Because what it was is it was Flint's recipe. He's done it a ton of times, but what he did was sit and just look at chat and the monitor while we all did the cooking from his instructions. Like keep talking, oh, that's nobody explodes. Beautiful. I need to watch this. I need to watch this. Um, so let's move on to the real meat and two veg. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of Star Citizen today. Uh, we're not even going to do what we've been playing because, quite frankly, uh, if Grankis has been sensible, what he's been playing is sleep. Um, and yeah, then all the stuff playing. at the conventions where check yeah, out Captain yeah. Flint's YouTube. Yeah. Um, but well, let's kind of go really into uh, the meat and two veg. We've had uh, quite uh, quite a week. Um, now, let's take this as linearly as we can, because at least we've got a path. Um, uh, the Polaris sale came up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. What happened mm-hmm. with the Polaris sale? I may have a Polaris. Oh, my God. It's going to ru- Oh, my God. <gasps> That's going to run protection for the Endeavor. Oh, so good. So, uh, so you can have little, a Polaris it, guarding the drug lab. 
Yeah, with its little wedge shape, it's like a junior star destroyer. It is. It's kind of uh, like a little <laughs> bitty star destroyer, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Photomorph is going Dublar again. Yeah. So, uh, I, we kind of trim out an awful lot of our post show from the audios that we send out for the podcast, but I've been going on about the Polaris for fucking ever. And, um, I, I now, I, I, so I, this is so ultra fucking wanky and I apologize, but if you're, if you're of this mind, you'll understand. I, um, there's this, I used to talk about anime in, in a nice way, but now when people think about anime, it's all just shitty and quite a lot of it is, but there's some good bits. Uh, there's this uh, sure. anime called Last Exile, um, around 2003 it came out. And it was uh, uh, airships fighting, but they were like, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, full-on big fuck-off ships. And I've always enjoyed that kind of romanticism of big fucking ships in the air fighting like capital ships. Yeah. I missed out on getting an Idris. I melted everything to get a javelin, and I missed on the javelin. Oh. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, literally... Um, it was that it was that time where there was enough people purchasing at one time and the limit there's everything you know it was like yeah I remember um, so I set my sights on the Polaris which was better for me because it seemed more manageable and it also had uh, more of the classic kind of uh, Corvette slash destroyer because we've been talking about what's a Corvette what's a destroyer the idea is it, an anti-cap ship ship is what I was looking for it's it's a uh, punch and run cap yeah. ship. Uh, so I was either looking for an extreme form of javelin where it's uh, I'll fucking take you all on um, or an anti-cap ship and uh, I was really worried that it was going to be limited it wasn't I have one, my body is ready everything is good I hope it is because uh, that cockpit at the front means that whoever's piloting that thing's in trouble eh they'll be okay We'll get another pilot. See, um, that, that's the only thing that concerns me. Like, if one railgun shot hits the front of that thing, it's like, ah, dead pilot. Oh, you're screwed now. Ah, uh, uh, these things. That's why we have ejector pods. Um, so the only question I have now is, will my glaive fit in the hangar? Ooh, because the wings yeah. are so spread out. So, so the way the hangar works, it's actually, you can land straight in, but you can also, uh, land and fold wings up and go down on the platform. Now, the saber that they use as the example has wings that come out, so they will fold in as you go down. So that I'm now kind of wondering, uh, do can we get a measuring tape and check some shit out? Because uh, I'd be kind of hopeful. I want three dragonflies in there. Because they said it, with some really fancy maneuvering, you should be able to probably fit two Merlins in there if you get really fancy with it and yeah. and, and so, really line it up just right. So, so I've seen you fly, flies, so I know how likely that is. Hey, when I'm doing precision maneuvers, you know I can. It's usually I just don't care. Um, oh, I know you can. <laughs> exactly. With dragonflies, there should be enough, if you really squeeze it, three, maybe even four. And yeah, they're not ex excessively powerful, but 
you got four four of those things buzzing around stuff, they can get in the way yeah. of other fighters. Their shields could take a hit or two and, and throw off something. They could possibly, yeah. if they set it up to do it, shoot down torpedoes. Um, so that was the, that was the, <laughs> thanks toys. That was, that was the, uh, 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 Polaris came out. Then we, uh, that came out while we were having the live streams were happening just pre citizen con. Um, and then, which was great fun. I don't know if you saw any of them. Uh, the live streams, uh, I saw bits. Remember, I was in channel modding. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause you and I were both modding that. Yeah, I I uh, on vac- yeah, on the vacation. It was really a workcation, but from the hotel room in spare time when I had minutes of spare time, would get on my phone and sit there. Eventually, Nubsley because uh, he was rooming uh, uh-huh. with us, uh, Captain Flint as well. But he eventually he was like, "Here, just use this and set up like a little mini PC tablet thing," and had his phone up too. So I was watching chat full screen on that one. I had the stream going on the other, and I was using Discord on the third phone. I'm sitting there using the free Wi-Fi, which kept disconnecting to try and do some modding for the <laughs> channel because I'm sitting there. I'm like, "I got a mod. I want to do this. I want to be there for the community." <laughs> like that part of me was still yeah. there. I was whining over the fact that I couldn't mod a crazy ass chat. Uh- I was the same when it was Gamescom, um, but yeah, uh, we'll talk more about modding in a second. And then CitizenCon happened. Now you were there. Yes. Um, tell us about the experience, um, and then we can kind of go through what we've learned. Uh, the line was insane. It was awesome being able to everyone, you know, going through with cameras and talking. There's uh, there was the whole uh, booing and shaming of Montoya as he walked the line with the test flags behind him. They're probably going to put a video out about that. That was that, that was hilarious and wonderful. Um, I was near the front because I got there at 10 a.m. I got pulled out of the line by Tyler, uh-huh. Captain Zylo, uh, yeah. the community manager. He motioned over to me. He's like, get over here. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Because I see him with the camera. So I didn't know if I like had to shift in the line or something. I come over yeah, and he yeah, goes, yeah. you ready for this? And I'm like, wait, what? He goes, okay, we're going. <laughs> he didn't give me any prep time or warning. He just put me on camera just out of nowhere. And I went, oh, I didn't realize you were on camera. Oh, yeah. Pre-stream. So. Uh, so what happened? What did you talk about? Was uh, there like the, the, what was going on in the news? Uh, current affairs? It, it was sort of a a you know like what's it like being at Citizen Con that sort of thing. Anyone you want to give a shout out to? I gave a shout out to all the huggers because I almost gave a shout out huggers. to my family, but I didn't want to bring. I, I would have probably accidentally said their name because I was on the spot, and I wouldn't want to do that on stream with that no, many you just people called watching. Me Dubla. It's okay, man. <laughs> You're a hugger. That's why the shout out was to you and everybody. Um. So, so that Deal happened. You're a hugger. You... Yeah. Man. I'm more. I'm. Well, you put this way. Let's. We have to work out who's big spin and who's little spin. Um, it's all hugs. So, <laughs> it's all hugs. Uh. So, Citizen Con was happening now. Uh, I had a very interesting perspective of Citizen Con, which was I, and you had this with Gamescom, where you didn't actually get to watch it when it happened. Because you were moderating. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. You had the same thing this time, didn't you? Oh, fuck yeah. Yep. Um, there was a bit in the mod chat. Uh, so we were uh, uh, volunteer mods for the Star Citizen Twitch channel. Um, so uh, there was a point where everything was... Uh, if you used better Twitch TV, you were able to uh, you know, filter out a lot of the spam stuff that was coming through. But people were trying to do a raffle or get into a raffle that never existed. So I think the 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 memory I have of uh of moderating is me messaging the rest of the mods going okay guys and girls I've taken the filter off and I'm walking in to do timeouts on people doing raffles and it was like walking into an ocean of chaos yeah it's just you're playing an RTS speed yeah. of clicks per minute trying to time that stuff out yeah because um, people who were using the mod uh, to filter were getting a much better kind of chat experience but there was plenty of people because of the volume weren't seeing the recommendations to use uh, better twitch tv to filter out and all this kind of stuff so you just kind of walked in there and eventually uh, move bot and various other tools start to take care of that but it was very much the the long walk from uh, 2000 AD, uh, where you, you, yeah. you, the, the city doors close and you never come back again. And more power does exclamation raffle in our chat here. More power, fuck you, fuck you. More power, everything you stand for. Well played, well played. Um, I I could time you out, but I'm not going to because I I want your sin to stay. Um, so oh. Fuck you, Grackies. You don't type raffle in your own chat. <laughs> um, okay, okay, everybody, stop it. Stop it, stop it. You don't understand. I'm a trauma bunny. Dimec, shut the fuck up. They did don't this to it. me after uh, <laughs> af- after Gamescom. They did this to me. So, <laughs> now I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Fuck you, chat. I'm not going to... Anything you say or do or ask, I'm not even going to share it in the chat. Fuck you all. Uh, so, we come to the... We, we, we can't... We come to the... Yes, I am triggered. Fuck you on the horse you rode in on. Um, so, Grackies, we, we have the CitizenCon news. Uh, in yes. summary, uh, we have a couple of areas. We have Spectrum. We, we have Squadron Forty Two, and we have re- we have a, a release date, a release schedule. I, have I missed much of the core? Uh, we also have the Planet V Two stuff they showed. Oh, did did I not say that? I can't remember. I've been drinking. No, I don't think you said okay. Planet V Two. Okay, then we have Planet V Two as well, and all the tools, w- and the tools. So let's kind of go through it. Um, we looked at, we saw a glimpse of Spectrum. Yes. Now, how was that in the room, and what were your reactions to it, and what do you think about it? Honestly, the reactions in the room were okay, and then a lot of like, because it was very slideshow heavy. Yeah, it, and it to be- everyone had been waiting outside for so long. And it was so cramped that that part of the show really kind of the energy dropped in the room a bit. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing that's being set up, but it felt more like something for ATV than the yeah. presentation for the and stage. I, th- 
I think that's probably a very interesting thing because let's talk about what expectations were for CitizenCon. Uh, I think it's safe to say that we were all hoping for um, the, the Squadron 42, uh, not, the, not even the announcement about when they, it would come out. Um, we can talk about that as a separate concept. Yeah. But just the fact that we would see a playthrough of a mission. Yes, I, I don't and think we were just hoping. I think we were expecting because it had been talked very about so. as an expectation level item. Yeah. And it basically uh, fell to the wayside because, and we can talk about that in a second, but we'll just say what the effect was for Spectrum and for the presentation as a whole because it wasn't ready. Now, that then meant that they had, I think, big pacing issues um, because... Uh, the way I think the spectrum was elongated out a bit. Yeah. Um, but there was nothing to kind of break it up or to do various kind of, you know. It wasn't meant to have that much time on stage. I'm pretty sure it was meant yeah. to be a quick bang, bang, bang. Here and we that's go. Fair enough. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, they had to make some choices, some some potentially easy, easy choices that they understood would be hard decisions. Um that's a good you way know, of putting it's, it. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of looked at Spectrum. So ignoring that, I'm actually really excited for Spectrum. Uh, I am. In that it's Spacebook. 2.0. Spacebook. Um, but the entire idea is that they've built an open stack. You can have your own robots and various things in there. Um, you've got now... Um, uh, a, a forum, private messaging, chat area specific to your organization, as well as for the RSI forums. Um, and you've also got a grouping system. And the launcher. I'm being very, and the launcher, this is where it's coming in. The very summarized thing is that you've got, uh, it will be integrated into the launcher, um, and you can uh, chat and hang out with people. And the game can crash, but you don't lose your group. Um, so unlike a lot of other kind of lobby matching systems, uh, when the game goes down, that goes down. They've actually built this so it stands apart. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it will have a, a web, mobile, ba 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 launcher presence. Yep. Um, which means that it will also allow you to... Uh, have voice chat when you're in game with a spatial uh, awareness. So if I'm in your Super Hornet sitting behind you, you'll hear me breathing and my sexy breathing tones uh, at the back of your neck. (sighs) Yes. Um, And uh, so, so one of the things that we've kind of always thought about and wondered is we've enough, like, we've got Discord, we've got TeamSpeak, we've got all this kind of various odds and sods. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we choose to communicate in game? Uh, and uh, what are the advantages and disadvantages of the various tools? So uh, you and I can communicate at long distances in game uh, when those distances are there through like the channels we typically use, but there can potentially maybe advantages to using in game. Um, we're only seeing the start of that, but I'm hopeful we'll see some more. It It's definitely going to take some more building out. Uh, I know yeah. a lot of the orgs are going to want to 
take a look at more of what's going on with that. The only the only thing I have with that is if they create a mobile app and they name it Spectrum. Yeah. There could be some issues there. Pourquoi? Time Warner's being rebranded and renamed as Spectrum. You're shitting me. No, I'm not. It, Time Warner was bought out by, I can't remember who it was, another company, uh, second largest one in the U.S. market, but the whole system Spectrum. for being renamed, the internet and the TV and all that setup for them is now Spectrum, and there were billboards for it. Time Warner being rebranded as Spectrum. I have Time Warner. I got the letter saying it's coming in as oh, Spectrum. Wow. So that's why I saw we'll that. I that went, goes. Uh, Hmm. Uh, they'll they'll find a way. It'll yeah. all be fine because even with even with the trademark, uh, there's potentially uh, different areas they can file under. So it's just one of those. Overlap. It could get weird. I had a friend who um, had trademark dispute conversations with Apple. I know how weird it can get. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so I was really interested in that and taken by that. I do think I'm still hoping eventually that uh, as part of Spectrum, maybe we'll get lip mapping, as I think I've talked previously. And I think yeah. that will be the thing that takes it over the edge. And hopefully we get that. Yeah, that'll be interesting um, if they can do that with the vocal stuff and mouth match yeah. to some degree. That, that'll be, that's that'll cool. be fantastic. Um, so, uh, then we moved into, uh, Chris's part, um, uh, Squadron 42. Now, uh, yeah, now you called it, um, I was being very helpful just on this off chance that we'd get something. Um, when it's not coming out this year, yep. um, at least, you know, from how they, they phrased it. Uh, and also that kind of ties into why, uh, we didn't get to see the, the slice of, uh, oh, sorry, I'm super serious to say they can just call it XX Spectrum XX, uh, XX Spectrum XX No Scope 360. <laughs> um, XX Turbo uh, X2. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, let me just quickly type in chat something. There's board gamers in chat, so we're just gonna quick type in. Oh, I was doing um, yeah, I saw that. Um, so Squadron 42. What's essentially happening, and we have to understand this, is a couple of things. One, nominally, we are supporting Sergi to make the game that they want, that Chris wants. And yep. equally uh, speaking, one of the things that means is that they want to get it right, and they're exceptional perfectionists in this matter. The flip side of this also is that um, as much as we enjoy and love um, CIG and what they do they're not the only people making games and yeah. there are other people um, who are making games that will take the headlines and so on and you think about the press that and how the press cycle works it really boils down to the fact that they've got one solid shot which is yep. here's our game here's what it can do Here's here's why, you know, people are believing in it, um, and that shot means it not only has to be good, it has to be CIG levels good, and we've seen, especially in what we're going to talk about next, we've seen 
how dedicated they are to um, getting things so right they push the boundaries for pretty much everything. And that's not a hyperbole. That's just uh, if you've spent any time looking at what they're doing, you go, holy shit, nobody's done these things before. Um, they have some uh, uh, AI stuff that needs to be worked out, and they gave a list of the various kind of odds and sods they needed to tackle. Yep. Um, and the truth of the matter is, is that they could put it out now and show us, say, that mission walkthrough, and they could speed and get the stuff out live. The only problem is that you're measured on the imperfections. Uh, and yeah. they don't want that. So it's a case of, right, do we, do we make, do we put this out or do we not? It was an easy decision, but hard because everybody wants it out. Do they want a quadruple um, A game or a triple A game? Because a triple A yeah. game these days is absolute shit for the most part. They put it out with yeah. just to rush content out and it doesn't look amazing. They aren't pushing boundaries. They aren't trying yeah. to improve the industry or they and CIG doesn't want to do that, which means we yeah. get the delays and that little pet in the stomach that goes, Ah, oh, but I want it now. And uh, to put it yeah, go on, sorry. So we have to, you know, take stock and go, hey, do we really think they're going to get there with it? Personally, hell yes, I do, because I haven't seen anything that says they aren't. There are plenty oh, yes. of people out there that, you know, don't like to wait. And what I say is don't. It, we've had a lot of new people uh, coming in and listening lately. So it's it's one of those questions for them a lot of times. It's like, are you willing and able to wait here and now for the game to come out and know it's going to be hitting there or do you just want to wait until the end but you yeah. might have to pay more for it that's that's up to your personality personally i'm good mm. i'm i'm seeing progress i know it's going to get there it's just not an well, remember easy this thing. is this is a game that you can spend 40 dollars on and not spend another penny so always think about that 60 uh, if you do sp- 60 now yeah if you do spend money on it you're beyond that you're doing a more active support of its development but you don't need to do more than that um so oh hang on i've got to drink my memory juice i'm drinking wine right now give me a second Mm. Mm, memory juice yeah memory juice so um we uh so oh i forgot i was going to say more on this but i've completely mind wiped we'll move on um so one of the one of the things that uh, I'm kind of aware of is that uh, while we didn't get Squadron Forty Two, we got a very interesting roadmap. We did. Oh man, that roadmap! How was the reaction in the room when the, those those slides came up? Okay, we didn't expect the roadmap going all the way to four zero. That that took the energy because honestly, the Squadron Forty Two energy dropped us down. A bit. It, it really did. It kind of was like a little bit of a gut punch because everyone was expecting to see it there. And then it was like, oh, man, I was expecting the delay already. Uh, I've been expecting that they might give us an episodic release and give us a couple missions to kick it off. Sort of a Telltale Games or Hitman style. Uh, so that much I expected, but I thought I'd be seeing something. So the energy kind of did drop. And I could tell from the way Chris was talking that he expected the energy to drop. Yeah. But when those slides came up, all of a sudden with each one, everyone kind of sat up and 
perked up and went, wait, three to four months. Okay, you're, you're actually playing it smart now. You realize you can't do the monthly thing. So you're really going for it. And oh my, oh my, look at the feet. Oh, the ship. Wait, is that the, yep, that's the Banu Merchantman up there. How was your reaction to the Banu Merchantman, Dublar? Um, it was quite uh, profane because uh, I wasn't. I didn't have a camera on me, so I could I could get very naked very quickly for it. Um, I okay. So here's here's I I need to unpack this. So I'm a I'm a filthy Banu lover. Uh, I'm I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a trader. Uh, okay, wait a minute. We'll talk more, but I've just seen in chat. Captain Jimmy Dean says, I melted my Banu Merchantman. Sad face. What for, Captain Jimmy? I have to ask this now, because uh, Well, that's my a, response that's is so the important. fuck. <laughs> he, will, he will tell us. Cap, you tell us, yeah. and you know we'll see. But uh, you can't time yourself out, Cap, even though, to be honest, no, you can. Hang on. Can I time you? You can time him out. But don't time him out. I want to find out why. The... Uh, so uh there's something special about those i mean we've i think uh do we remember what was in the slides do we have the oh goku you bad bad person you um so uh do, do we remember what's in the slides because basically we've got i think halsey is in 3.1 uh, uh yeah halsey is gonna be the uh, they, the way they talked about the Hull C was essentially that's the mid-range one, so that's where all the other ones are going to be fleshed out from. So the Hull C being where it is, is going to be the standard type of car. It's sort of the semi-truck. Yeah. So then you have your smaller shipping van type of things, like your FedEx trucks and B&A sort of shipping, and then you've got your D's and your E's, which E is like a freaking cargo tanker ship, or just a cargo ship with all the the cargo up top that you would load to the truck. So the C is kind of that mid range. They can work out stuff with it and then go to both ends. So yeah, the whole C is coming in pretty early. I think mm. it was, I think that was listed for 3.1, but I'd have to pull the slides up to remember each thing. Well, I'm actually, uh, we can edit this out, but I'm actually looking for, uh, the, the slides. If anybody has a link to the slides, throw us them. Because there's a couple of things I actually want to talk about, and apologies for not having this ready. Grackies and I just nattered like madmen. Um, oh, there are plenty of trade trade ships out there. Since since we're looking for this information, I'll I'll uh, talk to this with Devastate right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. There there's definitely entry level. I mean, you've got the Aurora, which is a cargo ship, and the Reliant. Uh, the the little two seater that's also got the cargo spot in the back. Then you can go up to things like the Freelancer and the Constellation Taurus, and so on and so. That I mean, uh, Mustangs technically can do it. The Hornet even can add a cargo uh spot instead of the turret. So, mm-hmm. what makes the Banu special is the fact that you can set up a full shop and bazaar in the back. They're sort of a floating, uh, a sort of floating bazaar essentially. And they're a family ship. They're, they're cool family ships that are super rare and it's a floating bazaar. Well, yeah, I know it's, it's a floating bazaar. It's, um, there's really kind of two steps in how I kind of view the Banu. It's the, uh, floating bazaar trading, um, station. 
in the uh, in the old text, it was uh, it automatically had a license to trade and sell, which uh, was something that uh, other places and ships didn't have. So it looks like if we if it keeps to that, there will be some kind of licenses. Uh, I don't believe it will keep to that because things move on. Um, but I am interested in it also from uh, how the Banu ships, they don't have a standing military. Instead, what they have is uh, like a is like the militia that we're now seeing in the in the UEE um, ships that can be immediately repurposed. Um, uh, I can't remember the term for it, uh, but that but uh, there's a type of um, stuff type of stuff. I'm using all the type of stuff terms today. Type of stuff. Um, there's a thing in the. Um, it begins with Q or B, uh, where oh, the roadmap. Ships... Tim has it. Yeah, I've got it as okay, well. Cool. Um, thanks, Tim. Though um, they've got um, like it's called a Q ship. So the idea of a Q ship is you go to raid a ship because it's easy pickings, but it's actually being disguised to be easy pickings, and it's a it's a fucking um, uh, mini death blossom, uh, and its idea is to kind of uh, take out. Uh, uh, ships that attack um, so the Banu actually has uh, potential for that and also as a blockade runner uh, in its original description so I quite like the idea of taking a ship and going oh you're trying to stop me getting through uh, 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 uh. so we've got uh, uh, yeah and also more because it's a family ship um, the idea of a generational ship is is uh, it's kind of weird. I like the idea, and this is not going to be in the Banu, but I appreciate this spirit as a life thing. I like the idea of patina, the idea that things become more beautiful as they age and, and weather. Um, and so I, and so from that, I have a romanticism notion about the Banu. It may never really come to pass, but uh, I just like the idea of uh, a ship that is also more a home. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. Probably be greatly disappointed, but fuck sucks. It's just a game. Um, you won't be. You'll love it. No matter what, you'll love it. Okay, so I've got the slides up. Alright, uh, here we go. So, in the 3.0, uh, we're getting trading, cargo, piracy and smuggling, mercenary uh, profession, bounty hunter profession, yep. uh, with a standard system's going to appear... Uh, we're going to get as ships the rover, which is going to be a very hard to fly in space. Uh, we've got the Drake Dragonfly, the Caterpillar, and the Aquila. Um, there's going to be other bits and pieces there, but 3.1. Now, this is going to come every two to three months, so assume every three months. I thought it was three well, to four, he said. Um, maybe, he, I don't know. I thought he said every. Well, what he definitely said is it wasn't every month. So I'm assuming every quarter. Um, so mining and refining. We're going to get mining and refining processing. We're going to get quantum interdiction, which yes. means you can run, but you can't hide. Um, and That's going to be can't huge. Run. Yeah. You're going to have refueling and, and escort work. Now, that refueling is going to be quite nice, just from the sheer notion of now our staff areas will have work to do. Yes. Um, yes. So I, yes. 
Uh, we're going to have uh, more fleshing out of the Stanton system at that point. We're also going to get the Cutlass Red and Blue. <laughs> My Pokeball. Your wee Pokeball is going to poke right out and say hello to everybody. Um, I came out wrong. Uh, no, I came out just also, right. from RTV, Aaron uh, confirmed uh, that the Drake Black will be out because we're looking at these coming out as a redesign. Yes, the reworks. The rework. So it's actually, even though these are new ships, the black will come out at the same time and it will, it will be they're all the redesigned cut by. Uh, we've got the Hull C. We've got the Prospector, Yee. which is lovely. Now that's a fast track. Um, and we've got the Origin A5X. Now there's a couple of pieces here. The Cutlass Red and Blue, um, that's kind of very interior. That's kind of, I'd say, a rather kind of basic, more straightforward release. Yep. The Hull C with its cargo carrying uh, and how those arms work and everything. I genuinely wonder whether or not we're going to see um, the magic of cargo appearing or disappearing or whether or not cargo will have uh, potentially an idealized end state. And by that, I mean, yeah, I know I see your face going. I see, because, I mean, the idea is that because it's all exposed, there was implications, intimations, I should say, that cargo would uh, be controlled by in separate containers and they could fly and move places, as shown in some various artwork. Mm. Now, uh, because that way you've got better management rather than going out and having to, you know, haul cargo from one place to another. Uh, and then also another idea is that if you went in and you did raiding parties and you were looking for something particularly, you could use the manifest to find and detach. Hack the manifest, go in there and beep, boop, boop. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think we're going to get that far, but it'd be interesting to see um, how they kind of stub that because that in itself, I hate the word mini games uh, because a mini game is to me something that you do while the screen loads. Um, yeah, these are uh, hmm. Mass Effect. You have to hack this door. Nah, it, um, they, they, these aren't mini games. They'd be first-person interactive. Uh, I'm thinking of how you could phrase it, but they really aren't mini. I mean, mini games is the best description to put it into your head, but they're more complicated than that, or they're aiming to be in the long run. Mm-hmm. They're like skill challenges almost. Yeah. So there'll be something there. Um, so I like that. I like the misperspective. Now, that actually interests me because, uh, as well as having a prospector, um, they had said that they would get uh, the mining um, content out, but they wouldn't necessarily have it fully fleshed, they would have it maybe in handhelds or some kind of units that people could use yep. rather than kind of just have the ships running it because that way they could get the mechanic out. Now what this looks like is we are actually going to have uh, a mining system and that then means we're going to have a refining and processing system because that's what the prospector does although at a very small scale compared yeah. to say the reclaimer. So that's going to be really interesting. It's a baby miner. Yeah. It's a baby miner. Uh, and then the ship I didn't expect, the Origin 85X. Yeah, that one threw me off a little bit to have that in there, because that's the shuttle between cap ships. 
It's the uh, runabout. Yeah, it, it's the it's the eight ninety jump two seater um, luxurious uh, sedan runabout. Yeah, it's a runabout. Yeah. Um, now, what that what I suspect that means is that there'll be a lot of people flying around from planet to ship. I mean, actually, we don't even know if it will go planet to ship or if it's just ship to ship. Uh, it should be able to land on the planet. Most most of the ships can land on planets. So. Most well, of them uh, can go the through dragonfly. Atma. Yeah, a dragonfly. Well, can the, can the Mer- do you think the Merlin can go through Atma? Uh, I think the Merlin has to dock and then be detached inside the atmosphere. I can't remember. Well, yeah, because I think really, snubs have to redock. Yeah, I don't see a difference. Personally, right now, I, and without other information, I don't see a strong differentiation between the Origin 85X and a Merlin, except for the fact that the Merlin has guns. Um, so I'm kind of curious how they'll work that. Um, Two-seater, heavy armor, and shields. 